Today, we're kicking off the very first Fed and Fit Reverse interview where I invite readers to dial in and ask their questions on the line. Today, we've got Tara who talks about, we chat about healthy desserts, nut butters, if they're healthy or not, thirst instead of hunger, interpreting those cues, transitioning from a diet to a lifestyle, when is gluten really worth it, and then why white rice over brown rice? Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today is an extra special episode because we are doing something totally different than what you have seen before on this show and maybe on some other shows. So let me give you some background information before I introduce our very special guest. So I there's every once in a while folks will send me an email or they'll comment on social media whether it's Instagram or Facebook um, or even Snapchat folks I gosh I love Snapchat because I can have conversations with people and I love answering questions and I love giving everybody um, I guess just the answers that they're looking for or at least some direction or some reassurance and it dawned on me that they can't be the only ones with these questions. You know, and that's that's always that's often true. If you have a question, sometimes people feel silly asking questions, and I always try to remind people there's no right there's no such thing as a dumb question, um, and you are definitely not the only one with those questions. So I thought, what what would be a cool way that I could help answer these questions for these wonderful people in a way that may help and benefit more folks? So. I got to thinking about it, and it's something I've thought about for a while, about maybe doing some sort of a reverse interview on the Fed and Fit podcast, where I invite people who email me with excellent questions, and I invite them on the show to essentially interview me. Um, they get to ask all their questions, tell a little bit about themselves, and hopefully we can have a dialogue. Um, it, this may turn into a little mini I don't know if it's going to be a mini coaching, nutrition coaching, or business coaching, or just overall healthy lifestyle coaching, but whatever it is, be fun to have a quick conversation, get it on record um, with these wonderful people. And I'm so excited to kick it off today with a lovely lady lady named Tara. Um, She is joining us today, and I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to her to tell us a little bit about herself. And then the show is yours, girl. I'm going to let you lead it wherever you want to go, and I'm here to just chit-chat and answer any of your questions. Take it away. (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. Um, Awesome. No, I'm excited. Um, This is, I think, a really cool um, step you're taking. So uh, I have so many questions. I feel like some are going to be silly. Some might be a short answer. Some might lead into more questions. But um, before I jump in, yes, my name is Tara, and I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, Surprise, surprise, I work for Amazon. We have a lot of Amazonians here in the city, but um, I really enjoy it despite um, our gray skies and clouds and rain, but um, it doesn't rain as much as you think. But um, (laughs) I am really inspired by just all of the um, paleo um, bloggers and just that lifestyle, living that way, and... um, Cassie, I think I was listening to your podcast about which pots and pans you should be using, and then I was um, super concerned, like, oh, no, I should get home and check what I'm using, and then it just led to question after question, and then so I was like, I'm going to just shoot her an email, and so that's what I did. I just sent her an email with a handful of different questions, and then that kind of spiraled into, hey, 
you should come on the show. So um, in the last, in the course of the last week or so, I've been just jotting down questions. So um, I don't even know where to start, but um, let's see here. So I think my biggest thing is really like, say after dinner, um, you had a good dinner, but you know, a couple hours later you have that craving and you just want like some chocolate or something to kind of fill that void or that need. Um, how do you like overcome that or treat it? Like, I'm just curious, do you even feel that way or Mm -hmm. just kind of how you treat that? That's a really great question. And it's something that I definitely encounter on a semi-regular basis. I feel it, that feeling becomes stronger if I'm currently a little addicted to sugar. You know, after maybe an indulgent holiday weekend, or I just got back from a weekend in Chicago with my girlfriends for a bachelorette trip, and I definitely find myself gravitating towards the bar of chocolate that my friend gave me and still sitting in my purse. So, um, you know, I definitely, those feelings are definitely stronger when I'm semi-addicted to sugar, and I get that after maybe one too many cocktails or gluten-free pizzas or just enjoying more refined sugars and refined carbohydrates than I normally do. It kind of turns that little trigger on for me. And I think that's true for a lot of people. And some people, you know, I do not, this is, this is I'm answering all around your question and then I'm going to answer the middle of your question. <laughs> so um, I think that there are some folks when they are in that point, Some people think that if they are feeling addicted to sugar, they need to go through an entire program, right, to get out of that. They either need to do a 21-day sugar detox or they need to do a full 28-day Fed and Fit project. And the truth of the matter is, I do not believe that you have to. Something that's going to be in the Fed and Fit project online, for example, is I call it a five-day reset, back on track in five. And essentially... It's just how to kind of get back in control of your cravings before your cravings start to control you some more. I think the 28-day project and the 21-day sugar detox, those programs, and Diane and I, Diane Sanfilippo, who's the creator of the 21-day sugar detox, um, she and I had this conversation a lot on book tour together that people, we really only want them to do them once, maybe twice. You know, it's really just to learn lessons about your body and then you figure out how to apply those in the long run. Um, It's not meant to be a very, very regular detox. So anyway, so I think that it's important to acknowledge that if you are feeling that way very strongly, that maybe we are inordinately addicted to sugar just for a hot minute and, mm-hmm. and to acknowledge it and to decide where do we want to go with that? Do you want to ride the train, you know, a little bit? Do we want to have a little sweet treat after dinner? There's nothing wrong with that if, if that's something that um, you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with having a little dessert after dinner every day and that's part of your lifestyle and you feel really good about that, then I say go for it. I There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes when I'm feeling that way, I just want to embrace it. Um, I will pre-chop up. I'll take bananas and I'll cut them up into little discs and I'll freeze them. I'll put half of a banana in a bag, you know, in a bunch of little baggies and I freeze them hard And then I will treat them like ice cream and I'll put them in a bowl and put a spoonful of almond butter and a little drizzle of honey and a little, some chocolate chips on top of that. Maybe if I'm feeling wild, a sprinkle of cinnamon. And those, those pictures never make it on Instagram because I'm usually eating those when it's pitch dark and I can't take a good photo of it. (laughs) 
Um, but you know, sometimes I just want to embrace it and and ride the wave and maybe have a little bit more sugar, especially if us as ladies, if it's that, you know, we're getting around that time of the month and our body is just craving more carbohydrates, especially in the form of uh, sugars from fruits, go with it. You know, that's fine. Now, if you're trying, if you feel like your cravings are on an emotional runaway train and you really don't feel like you're in control of them and you want to get back into control of them. And so, and I've been there as well on a pretty regular basis. Um, you know, after, for example, coming off an indulgent weekend, if that's the case, part of my back on track in five, that's going to be in the Vet and Fit Project online. Part of my tips with that to get away from sweet treats is I will then replace it with, this sounds so boring compared to the decadent frozen banana, but um, I will replace it with an herbal tea that is kind of sweet. So licorice tea, for example, is caffeine free and it's kind of got a sweet flavor to it. Um, Ginger is another one of my favorites. I really like citrusy foods, so I'll do a ginger tea and I'll squeeze half of a lemon in it and that's really lovely and wonderful. And that kind of signifies I'm done eating for the day, you know, when I have my hot ginger tea or whatever it is. Um, so those are kind of some of the things that I'll do. I'll replace it with an herbal tea if I'm really looking to get rid of it. And if I'm not looking to get rid of it, then I just embrace it and I roll with it and I try to prepare healthier sweet treats at the end of the day, whether it's a frozen banana or I'll make up, um, I don't know, for the holidays sometimes. I just like to have, I think it's just so fun to have stuff already prepared. So I'll pre-make uh, like a grain-free gingerbread. And cut those up into slices, freeze the slices, and at the end of the day, this is, I feel like people are going to finish this podcast episode and they're going to be like, where can I make gingerbread and do what she just said? Because I'll take these gingerbread slices and I'll heat them up in either the microwave, oh gosh, shame if people don't like microwaves, either there or the oven, whatever you like better, and then I'll put a scoop of a, uh, of like a salted caramel ice cream on top of it. And it's just such a fun, decadent way to celebrate the holidays with my husband and myself and we just kind of get to enjoy it very slowly because all those foods are kept in the freezer and there's no rush to eat them all right away. Um, so anyways, those are kind of some of the things that I'll do. It depends. It depends on if I'm okay with having treats and it depends if I'm trying to, to break the habit. Either way, there's definitely ways to do it that are that are very healthy and, and won't really make you feel like you're living without. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's more of like um, maybe a boredom or I just want to like chew on something or eat something. Mm. Um, or maybe it's a lack of like, I'm just, maybe I'm thirsty. Maybe I should just have water. Um, but sometimes I just go straight to my nut butter jar and just like have a spoonful. <laughs> Is that, but I know it's super high in calories and um, I just don't, like what is your take on nut butters, I guess? I think nut butters are fine. I think that if you're, I don't usually concern myself with calorie content too much. I think that sometimes if you're afraid you're having too much, you have too much healthy fats in your diet. Um, you know, if you're having a couple spoonfuls of nut butter and and a whole avocado and putting butter in your coffee in the morning, you know, that's a, that's a lot. Those are, those are all wonderful healthy fats, but that's a lot. Now, a spoonful of nut butter here and there within a normal balance lifestyle diet you know you can cooking your eggs and butter or whatever it is that's not gonna that's not gonna hurt you at the end of the day so I think that's completely fine if you feel comfortable about comfortable with it if you are thirsty um, you know and that's something that you can also do to check to make sure that it's not thirst driving this hunger slash semi boredom you may have um, drink a big glass of water and see if that helps solve it or if I'm if I am bored 
I'm just bored and I just want to eat or I'm overwhelmed and it makes me want to eat, it's either it's one or the other, right? It's never in the happy medium. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes sparkling water really helps me because it's not boring like water and it's a little bubbly. I try to get the kind that's not flavored because I just don't trust the flavors. Um, Sparkling water over ice, maybe a little fresh citrus in it. And it feels like a kind of an indulgent little and you know mocktail so to speak and really helps take the edge off of wanting something you know whether it's a drink or something to chew on I'll I'll do that Um, another one of my favorite hacks for just if you're looking for maybe a candy type deal because sometimes it's nice just to have something to kind of munch on is have you ever heard of tamarind I haven't you haven't okay spice it is so they do turn it into a spice it's they, you can sometimes find it like a paste so it's usually found in the tropical food section of grocery stores and i'd be willing to bet that the bigger grocery stores up in seattle have it it is actually it, it's a little comes in a little pod it almost looks like a like an overgrown snap pea pod you know, except it's brown and it sounds kind of weird and gross. Bear with me. But it's brown and the outside of it is this brown kind of leathery texture. And on the inside are the little seeds. And you crack open the outside, uh, the pod, the shell, and you, you pitch that. And on the inside, you have these seeds that have this really tart paste around them. That's kind of that's the tamarind fruit around these little seeds. And the seeds are rock hard. So you essentially just you pop out one of the seeds and you kind of just chew on it or suck on it like candy. And you get this huge vitamin C punch. They are so rich in vitamin C. They have a little bit of they have a little bit of sugar, but you can't eat too much because they're they're like nature's my mouth's watering thinking about them. <laughs> they're like nature's sour patch kids. They're really, wow. they're really oh, sour, really delicious, and you can't eat too many of them. So they kind of make you stop when, when you're ready to stop or when you need to stop. So that's, that may be something else. If you're just looking for some sort of a candy, that's something that I, I tend to lean on if I want something like that. Okay. No, that's, that's great advice. Um, I think – so I was finding – I eat pretty much like a paleo-influenced lifestyle, um, a lot of like meat with veggies and a sweet potato or something – um, and I was, I, so I had a child last summer and I've just been like hanging on to this last probably five to seven pounds. And, um, so I, like I'm working out constantly. I, I do have, I do CrossFit for uh, like about probably four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just wasn't coming off and I was getting so frustrated and I was like, I'm eating healthy, but, um, what I did recently was I kind of went on like, and I really like your five day fix because the whole 30 kind of intimidates me to commit to the 30 days. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can commit to 10. Like, I'm going to do 10 <laughs> and see how it goes. And um, it went great. And it's so it's so true And how, like, afterwards I just wasn't craving anything. And I've been continuing. It's been over a week since the 10 days have completed. And it's just kind of, like, teaching my brain and focusing on the right things. Um, but how do you... So here I am maybe like 22 days into it, Mm -hmm. but how do you continue a lifestyle like that and like want to live this way, but almost kind of intimidated that you'll screw up? Yeah, that's fair. Um, What can I ask? What are the major differences between those 10 days and what you were doing before? Yeah, I think so for everybody that knows me knows I love peanut butter. (laughs) Um, And I think I was, 
uh, work's really busy right now. And so what I was doing is um, working in the evenings and having a couple spoonfuls of peanut butter with chocolate chips, but eating healthy throughout the day. So I thought that would be okay. But I think that was just very high. And I, I don't calorie count either, but... It was too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really like the only difference. Maybe having more sweets here and there too. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, you know... A way that you could incorporate it and just, so something that I, I encourage folks to do is write down the things that you did in a day that made you feel really great, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a really good day and you have, have a lot of energy and you're just, you're feeling more on top of things and whatever it is in your lifestyle or your direction or you're moving more quickly towards in the direction of your goals, pause for a moment and write down the three things that you think have contributed to that in that day and then just set them aside and then do that again and when you have another really good day and you're now you're on day 22 so if you've got other big lessons learned and you know two spoonfuls of peanut butter with chocolate chips at the end of the day every single day does not make me feel great you know so Write something down that would be a really positive replacement for that that made you feel like you weren't missing out. Um, And I think that a way to leverage these short-term investments in sort of this challenge type, you know, format into long-term lifestyle is to then just go by your lessons learned. Don't go by Mm -hmm. a program necessarily, but look back at the lessons that you wrote down and the big takeaways, the major takeaways, like I had, I slept for seven and a half hours last night and I feel like a million bucks today, you know, so write down that seven and a half hours is your magic number for sleep or whatever it is, What you know, it doesn't, it can be anything. It can be that you, you, you drew the blackout curtains last night or you turned the temperature down three more degrees than normal or you know, I'm in Texas. So obviously I'm thinking about temperature. I think it's probably pretty cozy up there by now. Um, you know, so write down those big things, the more water you drank, the kinds of foods you ate for breakfast that gave you more energy, write down the positive actionable steps that you took that made you feel great and leave you feeling empowered, not disempowered. Write those things down. And when the time comes that you have to deviate from this plan, and you feel like all of a sudden you've gone off the bandwagon, look back on the lessons learned that you wrote down and kind of view those at that point as your personal how-to book, right? That way it's not about having, you know, whatever the program is that you're following. It's not about having these exact meals and these exact times and these exact portions. You can then go by just the big big hitting things that you know are going to be right just for you. So that's, I think, a way to free yourself from the restrictive guidelines of a program and just go on to living your life because it's something, these, those are things that are just going to be about you. Um, and it's, it's easier to rest, you know, kind of just not be as on guard with planning stuff if you have some of those things to go by. Um, and again, that's something, this is the stuff that I try to teach people through the project is walking them through that because again, I don't want people having to do these programs over and over again. You know, that's really, that's really not the point. The point is to just learn really great things about yourself and then build the lifestyle, the balanced lifestyle. Maybe that's peanut butter three times a week, you know, Mm. um, whatever, whatever it is, build it from there and don't feel like you're, like you're having to restrict yourself. Did that help answer your question at all? 
Yeah, and so for you, for example, like when do you know when to splurge or not? Like I, I follow you on Snapchat too, so <laughs> I know that <laughs> I know that you just celebrated your your one year. So congratulations on oh, that. Oh, thank you. And um, I saw in one of your snaps that you were doing like wine, cheese, bread kind of thing. So mm-hmm. just did you eat the bread? Like, are there times where you're like, nope, absolutely not, or you know, I'm just gonna have a piece, or do you just know gluten is not gonna enter my body ever? Um, I mean, there are. I definitely inadvertently get it in my in my body. There's. I eat out so much; it's got to wind up in some of the foods that I'm eating. I don't eat it uh, directly, intentionally as much. Um, for that bread on the wine and cheese tray, we actually asked the guy to bring us out vegetables because my husband and I both tried to avoid it. At the end of the um, cheese, meats, and you know, bread tray, I did pick out. It was one of those olive loaves that have the big olives in it, and I totally picked out the olives <laughs> and ate those, um, which, of course, had residual bread on them. Uh, I have a gluten sensitivity, and it I don't, I don't look at not eating bread as something that I'm restricting myself from, you know, because I definitely love it and miss it in some regards. I don't eat it because it just makes me feel so darn crummy. Um, I get, I get a lot of inflammation in my stomach, my joints start to hurt, I get headaches and I just feel foggy and I just don't feel like myself for about seven to 10 days. Sometimes it's worth it. When Austin and I were in New Zealand for our honeymoon last week, last year, it was worth it. I had, gosh, I don't remember what it was. We were at some amazing restaurant and they have these amazing little chocolate torts. And I was like, I'm going to eat that, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it was fine. I didn't feel amazing, but I was, sometimes it's fine. Um, for in Fredericksburg for the wine and cheese tray, the bread looked good, but I really wanted to be able to have high energy for the rest of the day. Um, and so that was, that was the decision that I made, you know, was I just, I didn't want it to have an impact on how late I was going to stay up that night. Cause honestly, if I have a piece of bread, I'm going to be sleepy in about mm. two hours. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. So yes, yeah, sometimes I do eat the bread and sometimes I don't. It just depends on, on my priorities. The last time that I intentionally ate wheat though, I think really was my honeymoon a year ago. Wow. Okay. And so question on the wheat. I noticed that sometimes um, you'll choose white rice over brown rice. Mm-hmm. Is that just because white rice does not have gluten and Good brown question. rice does, right? Is that a silly question? It's totally not silly. It's totally not silly. It's an excellent question. And there are probably a lot of people listening who are wondering the same thing. Um, so rice is actually pretty much gluten-free as it comes. Okay, so... When we when we see packaging on rice, it says gluten free rice. It's some of that is just clever marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why I choose white rice over brown rice, the brown rice is this. It, if we're looking at whole grain brown rice, not just the kind that's already been processed and essentially has a nice little brown coating on the outside. <laughs> um, but if you're thinking about you know like long grain rice, the kind that has the shell on the outside of it, that's the kind of brown rice I'm looking at. That that outer part of the rice is where a lot of those, to keep things really simple, they're just going to call them anti-nutrients. It's these proteins, not gl- not like the gluten protein, but it's still a protein found in these, um, in these grains that can do a number of things in the body. It can bind to certain vitamins and minerals, meaning that your body doesn't get a chance to absorb them. 
Um, for people who already have a sensitive gut, it can cause a little bit more damage and really perpetuate that leaky gut syndrome where um, the gut is intestinal permeability is enlarged. So particles that are supposed to stay inside your intestine all of a sudden find their way into your body, causing more inflammation. So the outer shell on the rice can can contribute to that as well. So it's essentially a protein that's just tough to digest. There are some people who have plenty of stomach acid and they've got a super healthy gut and they tolerate it just fine. And I have nothing against people eating whole grain rice with that regard, you know. I choose to just eat the white rice because the white rice is essentially polished. That's what they, some people call it polished rice. And what that means is they've polished off the outside of the rice shell, leaving behind just the white interior endosperm. And that is just pure carbohydrate, essentially. So we've removed all of those possibly problematic little proteins and little things that might cause somebody problem. And what we're left with is just the carbohydrates. So if I put a scoop of white rice on my plate, I'm really looking at it as a macronutrient. I just want more carbohydrates on this plate. And white rice is delicious, <laughs> so I would choose that. Um, it usually doesn't bother me. Some people are bothered by it, and so I would recommend that they avoid it altogether. But it's kind of a benign grain that folks, I think some folks can get away with. So that's why I choose white rice. And like I said, if you're out there and you tolerate uh, brown or whole grain rice really, really well, I say go for it. Have that as well. I think that what's it's what the right answer for everybody is going to be different. Um, so you kind of have to experiment and see what's best for you. Okay, thank you. Because I feel like I've been confused lately just because I spend... I feel like half my life, at least, like brown rice is better, brown rice is better. So I always sub in the brown rice or pay extra for the brown rice over the white rice. And then just recently, like if you, if somebody, I, I, I don't know who was you or who would go to Chipotle and they got white rice. And I'm like, wait a second, isn't brown rice healthier? But um, so, okay. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Terry. It was so good to have you on the show today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. This is great. Oh my gosh, this was so great. I hope that you got some good questions answered. And I hope, I'm sure that it was helpful to other people. Um, but if you guys missed something in the show or you want to go back and read it, remember you can go to fedandfit.com and you can see the entire transcript for the show. You can read everything in case you missed something or just want a reminder. Um, and thanks again, Tara, for joining us. Wishing you all the best. I hope you have a warm, dry winter, fall up there in Seattle. <laughs> um, it sounds like it's just, it's one of my favorite places on earth. My sister graduated from, uh, she got her graduate degree up there at Seattle University. So it's a wonderful place. I've always loved visiting and I wish you the best. Remember that if you have more questions for the show, go ahead and leave them as a question or a comment at the end of the show notes for this episode. And as always, we'll be back again next Monday with a brand new episode. If you have a laundry list of questions, uh, just like Tara, and you'd like to see if you would be a good fit for coming on the show, feel free to email them to me and we'll see if We'll see if we can get you on the calendar. So thanks again for joining me, Tara. And everybody else, we'll be back again next week.